What's up, everybody? It's your best friend, Trevaris. And your baby daddy, Dom. And this is PT Podcast. Corona edition. Again. For the fourth time. (laughs) We're still in quarantine. In quarantine. Day 300. Those whites have said otherwise. The blacks have said otherwise as well. Okay, listen. They said, open up Atlanta. The black folks was like, um, we good. Exactly. Well, you know what? The realistic blacks. Because I done had some unrealistic blacks cuss me out over this. Oh, yes. Tell them the story, Trey. Tell them. I was minding my good here business. Mm Mm-hmm. Doing takeout and Uber Eats orders, and a guy came. I guess he works for Uber Eats, so he was coming to pick up somebody's order. And he was like, "You know, are y'all open for dining yet?" Mind you, you're asking me that as I'm sitting in here by myself in an empty restaurant. In an empty restaurant, <laughs> are y'all open for dining yet? So I was like, "No, we're not." He was like, "Well, why not?" I said, "Well, because it's not safe, and you can't social distance." You know how like, you don't really know how to answer a question without being smart. You gotta pause for a second. Right. Because the realistic question is like, because we ain't. Like I don't know how to I don't know how to answer that. But I was like, well, because it's not really, you know, safe. And he was like, Well, Kim said we can open up. I said, Yeah, but Kim also said last week that people were still dying at high rates and we didn't have no tests. So that don't really make no sense to open up after you just said a few days ago that niggas is dying at high rates. So he was like, Well, that's stupid. Y'all stupid as fuck. How the why y'all, oh. y'all been oh. he even called me stupid like you stupid wow. to believe that oh that's not true that's in New York was I was he, like third but he, you walked in here ordering so was he white he was black talking about y'all letting New York get the best of y'all and New York got y'all scared and that's New York that's not us that ain't got nothing to do with us and blase blase I'm like chill and I bet you he one of them people they'd be like I don't vote because. It don't even matter. No way. They not going to da 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 He would have Okay. So he probably wasn't wearing a mask either, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, I'm like, he had the mask on, but he had it around his neck. Like, it wasn't even on his face. Oh, speaking of people wearing masks wrong, me and Ashton were in Target. And I just so happened to look up. And this lady, she was, like, walking towards us. And she had a mask on. And I was like, Ashton, look at her. I said, tell me what's wrong with this picture. And he just, like, bust out laughing. She only had the mask cover her mouth. Like her nose was just yeah, out in the a open. Lot of people are doing it. And I'm like, but see, because they don't want to be honest, people like, girl, my breath stank a little bit. This mask stank. So let me just. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Man, it defeats the purpose. Your nose is exposed. Like, if, the, if the thing is airborne, no, air comes through your nose too, bitch. Like, what do you mean? I'm, I'm not. Well, then, why are we, we dealing with that? Then I got a few questions because I was at the family dollar today, mind my business. And I just really feel like if people take their precious time to measure out six feet apart and tape it down every six <laughs> feet they're putting tape on the ground if they take their time to do that why the fuck are you on my back this man was so close to me today and i was like sir they put this ta-, and he looked at me looked at the tape and it looked back at me <laughs> <laughs> so you see me and i was looking at here like my nigga if you see the tape go stand on the tape you know, back up a little bit, trying to get closer to the tape. No, go stand on the tape. I was saying, <laughs> walk 
Walmart <laughs> and nobody had on masks in Walmart today. Like nobody had none on. And that, it got I, to the I point where I didn't even want to stay in there. I was in there all the five minutes. It was just like, no, this is too much. Mm-mm. It was hella crowded. It was like all of Atlanta was in there and nobody had on masks. <laughs> they had their little gloves on, but they was barely wiping the little carts down. I was like, all of y'all going to get sick. No, the the Walmart, the Walmart way out there, um, is that like Decatur, I'm guessing? How about Chantel? DeCab. No, because I went to the farmer's market, the international farmer's market. And there's a Walmart out there, but they had this lady out there with this little like pesticide bottle with a little spray thing where you spray roaches, but uh-huh. she was like spraying on the carts, like with oh yeah, stuff, like disinfecting and like drying them off and then put, like putting them out. So I was like, yes, God, they ain't playing. But then my other question is, I think it's a cute gesture, but these small little plexiglass things they be putting in front of the register, like I can't sneeze on either side of it. Like <laughs> they put, because they put it like right in front of the cashier, but I'm like the sides are still open. Like they want to see literally the, the rest of the store is still open. Like so, what about if the person behind you, the register behind you, cough? It's on your back now. Like I just <laughs> some stuff just don't be really making sense. But who am me anyway? Right. Um, I just feel like because the governor has been like, okay, we can open up. People will think like everything's just fine. Like everything is okay, like it's going away. But I'm like, no, nah, bitch, it's still out here. Until they haven't found a cure. Until Keisha Lance Bottoms take her ass outside, I'm not going outside. Because Mama said, no. Mama ain't having it. Because somebody also said the other day on Twitter, it was like, until you open up the governor's mansion or the president is doing White House tours and shaking hands, then we shouldn't be open. Period. That's a good point. Like, if y'all like the leaders of the country and you ain't doing nothing, then why we doing? Why we out here? Right. Yeah, I went to serve as my vending machine. You know what I mean, because you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> the girls were out. Like, yes, and no one in the um in the gym had on a mask. I'm like, Ooh, uh-huh. of all places, y'all. And it's heavy breathing what, what, and dripping sweat. Is that you doing in there? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And this was in Alpharetta, so I'm like. Oh wow! Well, as long as y'all put your money in this machine, you can do. Before you die, my coins. Right. Do whatever. Because I'm gonna come right behind y'all, wipe this little machine down, and collect my coins. Period. <laughs> my good quarantine coins. Um, <laughs> but yes, okay. So, peach of the week. Do you want to do yours first? I'll do my first. You can do yours first. Okay. My piece goes to three different things. One, I've been kind of binge watching while and out lately. Okay. It's a whole new season of it. Um, they're still in Atlanta, but it's really good. Like celebrities are more like having fun and like taking the jokes. I mean, because after Azalea Banks did a horrible job on there, oh, but God. like everybody like really comes on and just like has a good time. Like DC Young Fly, Emmanuel Hudson, B Simone. Like, they're actually like they're funny. Like there are mm-hmm. some people who like. Some people get picked and they become famous off of social media. And then when you put them in a moment to be like, do this for real, they're not funny in real right. life. But like, I thoroughly enjoy watching um, Wild and I. It's been really good. I've been enjoy- I've got a good laugh off of that. Because you know what? With social media people, I've realized like a lot of them, like they take time to like plan out everything. Right. And they can't really like do things like in the, in the moment on the spot, like right. freestyle or whatever. So... Yeah, I feel like when you do, when people can really shine in those aspects, it lets you know, like, they really do have, like, talent, talent. Right. Also, JoJo released her album. It's freaking amazing from beginning to end. Yeah, I really like it. Um, 
and the Savage remix, of course, is sickening. So those are my like peaches. Like shout out to Beyonce and Megan, shout out to JoJo, and then shout out to Nick Cannon and the cast of Wildin' Out. That's my my okay. quarantine go tos right now. That's cute. So my peach of the week is gonna go to um, one of my favorite CNN anchors, Mister okay. Anderson Cooper. The surrogate that he had just um, had his son. And he, like, put this, like, big, long post about it up. Um, because I didn't realize that he's, like, the only one left in his family. Oh, really? Yeah, like, his mom, his dad, and his brother are dead. Okay. So, like, he's, like, the only one left in his family. So, like, it's a really big deal, like, for him to, like, you know. Keep life keep the, going. Keep life going, right. Right. So, I just thought that was, like, really neat for him to, like, share and everything. And congratulations to Anderson Cooper and his son. He also made it, he made it a, he made it a story on CNN. Because he was like, there's so much negativity going on. So, I wanted to say something positive. So, uh-huh. like, he made, like, a whole news report about it. So, yeah, it's cool. I'm here for it. I like Anderson Cooper. He's welcome to the cookout. He be reading the girls down to make it make sense. He just be holding people accountable. Yeah, this is true. So, Listen. Like his conversation with the was the governor from Las Vegas, the Nevada lady. Oh yes, God, baby, had her, her together. So twisted up. But anyway, all right. So those are our peaches. Um, and now let's get into the worst of brew of the week. <clears throat> the tea is exceptionally good today. Who made this? Mmm, very delicious. Hold on. After a year-long investigation, federal officials built a case against a sex trafficking ring where clients paid to perform sex acts on the dead before being prepared for burial or cremation. Attorney Camilla Boulevard, representing the Perry Funeral Home, claims that her client is operating a perfectly legal business that offers beneficial services to the La Cruces community. Um, the law is very clear that necrophilia or sexual penetration of a corpse is a perfectly legal activity within the state of New Mexico. Um, wow. We are not hurting anyone. We are offering the morning an opportunity to spend quality time with the departed before their bodies are laid to rest. The Perry Funeral Home Manager Samuel Ortega told the reporters, one former client of the brothel told reporters under the guise of, ooh, that is a big word, that he'd rather, oh, he was anonymous. Um, that he'd rather have sexual intercourse with the deceased because it didn't feel like cheating. My uh, wife would kill me if I had sex. What? <laughs> what? My wife, my wife would have sex. I mean, my wife would kill me if I had sex with a prostitute, but she's okay with it since technically it's not really cheating. He's admitted that candidly, the Albuquerque morgue employee was arrested last year after publishing selfies of himself in fully explicit sexual acts with corpse on his Instagram account, but was later released after prosecutors were forced to admit the man had not committed any crime under current New Mexico laws. What the fuck? The girls are only fans in it down with the dead body, girl. So the wife is fine with him fucking the dead body and then fucking her? Right, after, right. Like, I guess if you wash it off, I mean, you might as well just go to a set store and get one of those bodies. A little fake body. Yeah. It yeah. is cheating. It's a Literally. body. Fuck that. No, that yeah. is cheating. Regardless. But that's so like, awkward. That's like, it's not it's not moving. It's just like a, it's just there. Like, it's just, 
like, I don't really understand the turn on about it because, like, it's a dead body. Like, what is sexy about that? Like, Absolutely nothing. Especially if it's a white body, it's blue. Like, girl, I don't want that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just, no thanks. I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I guess because for me, having sex, like, you want that connection. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you want to you wanna hear the moans and you want to, you know what I'm saying, feel the warm skin. I don't want this dead body lip hanging around. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, I got to roll it over. Like, yeah. I want somebody uh, to put some nasty shit in my ear. Like, you, you I just cannot. I'm not breathing. Like, when does rigor mortis set in? How does this, anyway, it don't matter. Oh, um, my God. Ooh, I just cannot. Does like a cooch like get hella tight during Rick and Mortis? I don't oh, know. I, I don't know. You gotta ask them. <laughs> call the funeral home. Call Willie Watkins. Not call Willie Watkins. Um. Wow. The next story: Rosita Maria Jose Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded real racist when you said it. I don't know why. It's just <laughs> Rosita Maria Jose Sanchez. <laughs> That's literally her name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What ahead. Rosita do? <laughs> okay, Rosita Maria Jose Sanchez, 33, was visiting her husband, Rodrigo Sanchez, yeah, Rodrigo Sanchez, at Los Angeles County State Prison during a conjugal visit where she successfully Ooh. concealed and dis- disassembled weapon inside her vagina. Oh. She also duped prison guards at the de- security checkpoint in Metal Texas, saying that she had that she had a metal plate on her hip and had medical papers to prove so. The suspect was bleeding from her genitals and was sent to the infirmary where the smuggled weapon was later discovered and seized. One Los Angeles County State Prison spokesperson told reporters during a press conference she said she was having her period and just needed a tampon, but she kept bleeding until she almost fainted. One prison nurse told reporters Rosita also used up several dozen tampons that were offered to her, which raised medical staff suspicion, who then alerted the prison guards. There was a large protruding object that was pushing her underwear and pants down. At first, we thought it was a large clitoris or even men's genitals, but then we became suspicious. One prison medical staff added, visibly surprised by the whole ordeal. Last year, a similar event occurred at Los Angeles um, County State Prison, after a woman tried to smuggle two Big Macs, one large serving of French fries, <laughs> <laughs> one McDonald's apple pie inside her what? vagina, but intercepted by prison guards before successfully delivering the items, she was carrying a AR-15. What? What do wait, you need an AR-15 wait, for? Wait, he has she had a whole. And he has to get the job done. She had a whole like rifle in her cooch. First of all, I heard the cooch ain't nothing but so many inches deep, sis. You was really pushing up your chest. Well, it was it was disassembled <laughs> so in pieces, but still. Yeah, but the pieces, the picture of the pieces ain't that small. Like you still pushing shit up your chest. You had a. You that's had a, what I'm saying. That's a whole ass rifle, though. But that's a lot of stuff you pushing up in your cooch, girl. That's not just like a tampon. And that's not just like a little pocket knife. That's not even <laughs> just dick and balls, girl. That's like. Dicks and balls. If a baby can come out of it, so can that rifle. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine pieces of, of things, weaponry. Of weaponry. Not even mention the bullets, girl. We still got the bullets up in here too. Ooh. 
Wow. But who is it? All right, last story. Wait, go. but but somebody somebody smuggled a Big Mac? <laughs> oh, so two, two, Big Macs. two Big Macs, a large two. fry, and an apple pie. First of all, I don't want that. First of all, the salt intake in your coochie, girl. No, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you, if you are a heterosexual man and you like vagina, I mean, it don't matter. But I'm thinking from a woman's standpoint, that is salt in your coochie, girl. That's Big Mac sauce in your coochie. I mean, listen. Folks, Beef juice. folks are going through extreme measures to please a man in jail. Her pH wow. balance is all off. Her pH balance is throw all off. Like he said, he was tired of eating the cafeteria food. She said, "Bet I got you." But how you even get that? And how it would come out? Like first of all, I got to put it up there, right in the car to your destination. Walk. No, she probably put it in there while she was in the parking lot. <laughs> Who got time for all that? And then walked in there. But you wore a dress. Like, I, like but to open it up. Okay, that's not. I don't care. I don't Whatever. listen because I ain't smuggling nothing for nobody in none of my parts. And now, because <laughs> first of all, I'm snitching anyway. If my nigga is up here shooting niggas and killing niggas, I'm gonna tell you what he did, what he did, and who he did it with. Because I don't want to. You no, ain't no ride or die, bitch. Sure, not. I'm a ride, but not a die. <laughs> that's not I. I see first forty, first forty-eight, too many times. Niggas is going to jail for other people. I ain't doing it. Okay. Anyway, um, Lauren, Amen. Lauren Thomas. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lauren Thomas, who's 14, who was allergic to bees, was brought to Naples Community Hospital after suffering a severe, oh crap, anaphylactic. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, after suffering a severe anaphy- anaphylactic shock, the 14 year old boy was apparently inserted. His penis inside of a beehive located uh, under the family house balcony. Oh my god! But he, he was attacked by a swarm of bees. One of his friends told him that having sex was like putting your penis inside a warm jar of honey. I guess there wasn't any honey around. His father, Robert J., told reporters, laughing visibly and grateful his son was still alive. I mean, I understand the urge, but if you have to do it, do it in a Kleenex for God's sakes and leave the bees alone. This got to be white people. Of course, gynecologist Ann Gibson of the Naples Community Hospital reminds us that sexual experimentation is fairly common and healthy for young teenage boys and girls. I once had a young 11-year-old patient with a large eggplant stuck inside her vagina. I had to reassure her that her behavior was perfectly normal, the gynecologist recounted. Last year, a similar incident occurred after a man who openly described himself as an insect fetishist attempted to sexually assault a queen bee and was subsequently hospitalized for 12 days. How do you sexually assault a bee? You just nut on it, I guess. Or but, then, he but he was hospitalized. Oh, maybe he tried to stick it up his butt. Or in his penis hole. This is where my logic comes in. <laughs> so... One, you know you're allergic to bees. Yes. So why would you be around bees? That's number one. Number two, you know that bee stings hurt. So why would you put your penis, which is very sensitive, inside of a beehive? Maybe he felt like if ain't no bees flying around it inside the hive or something like that. So let me just try this while I... Mm-mm. First of all, why is it... It don't matter. I don't care. Moving on. <laughs> all right. We're done. Um... That is those were a lot. Yeah. So, um... That was cool to me. So, moving on to our topic of the day. 
Oh my god. Can we just take a moment of silence? Like that was a lie. Well, you it was all white people except for the Hispanics. And that's why you cannot put black people and people of color in the same box. We don't do the same shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That is the truth. Oh, wow. I've been telling people, black people and people of color are not the same, okay? Mm. Because people of color also include Asians and everything else. And Hispaniolas. Right. Indian folk, everybody, yeah. Right. right. And they be doing some dumb shit, too. And then people can get pulled over and stick it away and be okay. So, but we're not going to have that conversation right now. We're not. Um, well, we might later on. In, in, okay. In, in, All right. <laughs> so, today's conversation is brought to you by Dominic because I wasn't prepared. Tay, have you watched Little Fires Everywhere? I have. Tammy, have you watched Little Fires? You know I have not. (laughs) So I watched the show and then like a whole bunch of questions just started coming to me. So I wrote them down and I figured that we could talk about them. Tammy, you don't really have to have seen the show to talk about the questions. Um, I would suggest that you watch it though. Who are are the um, actresses and actors? Carrie Washington and Reese Witherspoon. Okay. Yeah, they're the main two. It's on Hulu. It's really good. You can really just sit there for eight hours and watch the whole thing. Yeah, because each show is an hour and there's only eight episodes. So I mean, they won't give Insecure an hour, but I ain't going to do that right now. Okay. All right. Okay, so first, because this is May, we are in May, right? Is it May? Yes, yeah, May. It's May. May. Yes. And then, you know, Mother's Day is coming up. So then I just started having all these questions about, like, motherhood. Um, so my first question is, what do you feel makes a good parent? Ooh. A present That's, parent. This is true. A, a present. A present and. Um, I don't know what the a word present. is. An engaging parent. Yes, and a a, a, um, a parent who thinks, and they're kind. They have kind of have like an open mind. I don't even know what a. I don't know what a good parent is. <laughs> Shit, I don't that's know. what I'm saying. Like I just I thought about that because I'm like a good parent. I guess to just to be, I guess it'll be catered towards the needs of the child or the children, but more spe- specifically the child. I mean, because if you have multiple kids, everybody's not the same. You can't raise them all the exact same way. So you do have to parent differently for different types of kids, but for the most part, all the same values and characteristics are there. Um, but I mean, just to put a, like a list of what makes a good parent, I mean, we can go all day, really, right? Yeah, I just <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I was thinking because I'm like sometimes I feel like um, parents feel like they're really doing what's best for their child. Because they think that they're being a good parent, but ultimately, like, you know what I'm saying, their child is actually, like, hurting or struggling or, you know what I'm saying, not really getting what they need, but the parent thinks that they're doing, you know what I'm saying, like, the best. So it's like, how do you judge, like, if you're a good parent or not? Like, hard, right? I guess if you're just honest, like, and if you don't know, you don't know. And you go, like, you actively go look for help. You don't, like, don't know and then just give up, though, which I figured out. Like, you actually go figure out how to deal with this situation. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Or get advice. But get advice from uh, somebody who got advice to give that we need. <laughs> don't be just like, uh, that's like, don't get a relationship advice from somebody who's been together with that nigga for two weeks. And they're her writing books about love and shit. Like, bitch, 
you just got in the door, sis. Wipe your feet off and sit on the couch first. Like, Literally. So I, it just <laughs> it it just depends. Okay. Yeah, I can't. I'm not a parent, so I can't answer that question. I mean, sure. Um. <clears throat> so when multiple siblings are involved, do you think that parents have favorites? Yes, and they don't want to answer that question. No. I don't have any siblings, so I don't know. But I know all of y'all do. Right. Okay. I think it's natural to have a favorite, though. I mean, because if you just take into account of just removing it, like, you know, these are my children. Yes, I love them all. But, like, as far as people, kids might not, well, not necessarily kids. I'll just say people might not necessarily just be, have great personalities or be good people or just be someone that you want to be around all the time. Granted, I don't have kids, but I feel like it would be a natural thing to have at least one that you not necessarily like or love more than the others, but at least like a little bit more. I think or less. it's like a you have like more of like a I guess y'all click better or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's just you know how you mesh and you know personalities and all that type of stuff, like all the factors that comes. Because if you just remove the the parent and child aspect of it, I mean these still are people, so like right. you just naturally gravitate towards people, and sometimes you don't. So. I would imagine that you it would be at least one that you can that you have that type of connection with more so than right. What was the original question? Um, when there's multiple siblings involved, do you think parents have favorites? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Well, quite naturally, being the favorite. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Same. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also the baby, so. I don't know. I I just saw it growing up, and and they saw it. You know, I didn't know I was the favorite until I heard it from them. So, yeah. Do you know how you became the favorite? I I don't know. Just not making mistakes, like watching them, learning from their mistakes, and not doing the same thing that they did. So, I don't know. It was kind of like I was like the golden child. That's funny. I think I was the golden child because I was the oldest. So I think it's the complete opposite. Like my mama don't. Well, nowadays she say I'm the favorite, but before she would never outright say it. But like now, it's not no big thing because we all know. Like my other brothers, they ain't shit. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> and that don't mean she don't love them. But like you know, it's just it is what it is. And like my grandma says I'm favorite so I mean it's, it might be different for me because my uh, my vision is you know different but like, yeah I mean I used to hear it like a lot like if I was if I was Tammy you yeah. let, you know you let me do it I'm like mm. you know I'm just sitting back <laughs> watching like ooh it's like to be you but right <laughs> well my sister the favorite so I just my business mm-hmm. Right. Do you feel some type of way about that? Um, no, I don't feel no type of way about like the favorite thing. Um, I used to actually hate my sister growing up. Child, I want just when my mama told me first of all I was young and dumb. So when she told me that she was pregnant, I was like, Oh my god, I want an older brother. Like you're gonna birth an older brother. <laughs> so when you birth a seven a seven year younger sister, I was like, This is not what I asked for. I hate this thing. Send it back wherever it came from. Um no, but also I just feel like depending on how many kids you have, 
Like with it, it with it just being us, it was almost like make the mistakes with Trayvars and get it right with her. Because uh, mm. I'm the first child, like make the mistakes. With, you know, I, we made these mistakes with him. Now we know how to deal with her, and now it's cool, and now we're good. Yeah, I can relate to that because it's a lot different being the oldest and then watching your parents interact with your younger siblings and all the vast differences from when you was coming up and how they're coming up. And it's not it's like in overt ways, but it's just, you know, shit that you couldn't do or like stuff that she will trip on you about. And nowadays oh. it's just like, you know, it's all fine and dandy now. It's just like, so I had to go through all the hell so you can like reap all the right. benefits of me. Yeah, like, so yeah. Especially when it's that. something Especially where like, you want to fight or throw hands. They're like, well, how old are you? Right. Why are you, why right. you like this? Right. I don't, eight to 80, old lady to a baby. Anybody can catch your hands. I want to fight her. Like, yeah. I don't, she's, I want to fight her. Don't, I don't know matter how old. I could have been 55. She still can catch your hands. Wow. How old are you? Why are you arguing with her? Because she deserves yeah. it. And for me, things kind of changed as like, we got older, me and my siblings. Um, so when I was like 18, 19, my sister's five years older than me. Um, like I go visit her and see her friends and stuff like that. And she hang around a lot of hood people, you know, so, so the hood guys, they trying to holler at me or whatever. And she's like, uh-uh. Like, my sister went to college. She don't want you. <laughs> it's so crazy. Like, everything. Oh, she went to college. She knows. Like, you yeah, know, like. Yeah, the standards are different no matter your placement in the, the um, order, whether you're the oldest, middle, or the youngest. Like, however you fall in the line, the standards are going to be different mm-hmm. regardless. Yeah. And it's weird. But it's, that's just the way yeah. it is. It's crazy. That's interesting. I wish I had siblings. Um, <clears throat> so moving along. Wait, why? Just I mean, I know you're the only child, and I from that aspect of it. But like, is it any deeper than that? Like, why do you want to have siblings? Um, just like, I mean, Tammy knows this part, but like growing up, I feel like in our school, like our community, like the way everything was set up. It seemed like everybody either had like siblings that were either older or younger, and like we they all went to school together, or like they had like mm-hmm. cousins that were like close in age. So it's like everybody had uh, somebody, okay. and it's like you know what I'm saying. I always just had like my friends, which is fine, right. but then like I never had anybody that like we could go home together and like still chill right. and talk and do like little stupid stuff together. Uh, you know, so it's like that part or like you know what I'm saying when when holidays come around like Christmas and birthdays and stuff like that it's like it's just me yeah I get it so because well, I had too many cousins <laughs> and too many brothers like it was too many of us like damn <laughs> you cannot be alone there was kids everywhere so it's completely opposite or I even like you know somebody to fight for you oh yeah like there was this one girl oh, yeah, her brother came and beat the shit out of this boy but I mean you know she had her brother to stick up for her. Right. Yeah, because I've definitely had times where I've come across girls and I'd be like, I wish my cousin was here to beat your ass. <laughs> like, so I've definitely, I've definitely, I had moments like that. So, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, should women have to choose between their career and their family? Of course not. No, fuck the family. <laughs> fuck your family. Faith fucked my husband. <laughs> 
Um, no, I don't think they should have to choose. It. I think a woman should be able to do whatever the hell she feel like doing. If that's staying home, or if that's going to work, if that's doing both, if that's doing neither, then it is what it is. Like all that old nineteen fifties and all that bullshit about placement and all that old shit, like that's dead. That's trash to me. I never really got that whole. And I don't know. It might be because I'm gay, but like that whole women in the kitchen and men at work that. That just bothered me for some reason. That don't make any sense, but I ain't got no dog in this fight because I ain't no woman. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, because I thought about it because, like, you know, of course, in the show, like, there's a part where you know, the one of the wives questions like her her status of like you know being a mom and having a career and it just seems like her mother wasn't very supportive of her having a career and i just like does it make you a better mother if you are at home with your kids all the time or should you have that career and try to do both yeah it's plenty of stay-at-home mothers who are terrible mothers. So, like, that whole thing is, like, that's that don't have any merit to me. Because just because you're home all the time don't mean you're doing a good job at being a mother. It just means that you're home all the time. So That's true. That's true. Because even though my mom, like, worked two jobs, and she was, like, she was home, but she was, like, you know, not home as much, I still don't feel like I was missing out on like having a mother mm-hmm. like she still like came to football games when she could and like you know what I'm saying came to my band uh my band concerts and recitals and like you know what I'm saying she tried to be there as much as she could so I never felt like I was neglected or anything but she was also working two jobs <laughs> trying to make you know ends meet so yeah I think I think women can do both yeah, I feel like you. And honestly, I feel like they should. Yeah, I feel like you're a good parent if you're like a great role model for your children. You know, have do something uh, that they can be proud of, that they can look up to. You know, if you just in their face all the time, like have 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 your own business. So yeah. Okay. Um, how do you guys feel about adoption? Well, I used to want to adopt a white boy until I really enjoyed the love of black people. I don't want to be that random one to have like kids have that one random white boy. I don't know why. But now that I just love us so much, I'm like, girl, fuck the white kids. No, um, I mean, no, I didn't. I mean, okay. No, yeah, straight up. It's that for me. <laughs> straight up, fucking white kids. Like, there's plenty of black babies who need homes. Okay. And Plenty so, of black babies like, in America at that. <laughs> right. So yeah. Well, adoption so is very thing. necessary. <laughs> Period. Come on, logical one. <laughs> right. Right. Bring us home. So like yeah. probably like when I was in maybe like when I was right when I first got out of college, uh-huh. I had this grand idea that I was gonna adopt a bunch of white babies okay. and make them like really woke. And then they could just go out into the world and like 
changed everything. And they'll be out here like, bad baby, all the rest of these white want to be black. No, <laughs> right. That's, they, that's probably how they would turn out. But in my mind, I just felt like I was going to be raising a whole bunch of like white Malcolm X's who was going to be out here like, you know. Talcum X. Right, bring down the system. <laughs> X. Like bringing down the system. Dakota King Jr., bitch. Okay. You know what's that white girl's name that was posing as a black woman? Rachel. Um, Rachel. Rachel Dolezal. Rachel, 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 But now, I mean, I, no. I still do, um, I still do, like, because I want kids of my own, but I definitely would adopt. Like, I think it would be nice. Get I would adopt, too. I used to wish I was adopted when I was younger. Really? Because I used to be like, there's no way in hell, like, I, I came from these people in this family, but... You know, that's just being a, a preteen and, you know, being fake depressed and all that. But, like, <laughs> realistically, I would definitely adopt kids. I do want some of my own, but I would definitely adopt as many as I can financially. Uh, do you hear that? Financially <laughs> handle. If you and when I'm ready, like. No children, why are you out here doing these niggas down? I'm going to be, I feel like I would have kids, like, later on in, like, like maybe another 15 oh. years from now. But. To me, that ain't no problem, but, like, I feel like it'll just be, well, no, I feel like once I do decide to have kids, I'll adopt first, and then probably, if I have the money, go to the route of, like, a surrogate. Don't don't be the yeah. old parent, okay? What? I don't want to be that old, but I definitely don't want no kids like right now. Because I was gonna like, say, definitely not within the five years. Anderson Cooper is fifty-two, really? and his Ooh. his son is like now a week old. Wow. Like, so when that baby turns ten, he's gonna be sixty-two. <laughs> that is true. Your child, your child graduating college, and you are, and you got the. But he also has okay, and they're like oh, a lot more money than I do. You? I can't be doing that. Like I don't want to be sixty with no five-year-old, but like. Right. I definitely don't want no kids no time soon. Like, yeah, my mom's the my mom's the youngest one. She was the oops baby. <laughs> she's like the youngest one. Like, <laughs> like my like literally, I think my mom is like what forty something, and my grandma is like up there. Like, girl, like this is an accident. These eggs are supposed to be done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you walking in, walking in oh, uh, your kids' that. elementary school, and all the kids thinking that that's their grand grandparents. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Oh my God, your granny's so beautiful. <laughs> my mom. That's shame. <laughs> Thank you, but that's my mama, nigga. Like, damn. Now we gotta fight. <laughs> right, like. Oh man. <laughs> And then she coming in there dressed like a grandma, only making it work. Right. <laughs> um. I mean, you guys kind of, kind of answered this. I mean, maybe talking about back in my day, girl. Fuck your day, girl. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> would you um, would you adopt a child of a different race? Not no more. I'm telling you, I used to be down. I used to want me one little white boy. Not no more. Why? Cause I, I feel like I wouldn't. Go ahead. I'm we sorry. like it's enough of us that need to be like. Why am I rescuing y'all? Ain't rescuing us. Like girl, yeah. Y'all ain't rescue us. They y'all was throwing us off the ship. Oh Dude. God. I feel. I'm, no, damn. Well, we can't I, swim. I, I, just throwing us off in the water. It's terrible. 
I agree one hundred percent. But I also feel like I would need like the only the only way I see that happening if I already had an emotional connection with the child before that. But if I was like to go to an agency, adoption agency, and they gave me my pick of babies, I'm definitely going for the black one first. But like I would have to like if I know the baby already or if I'm like, you know, something like that. But no, nah, not just outright. No, I'm going to get the black babies first. It would have to be like, like, like so you mean like like if like if like you have like an Asian friend and like something happens to them and their baby. Right, like, yeah. right, okay. right. Yeah. Yes. Like if I know the parents already or if I know the baby in some stupid way or whatever the like whatever the emotional attachment is, like it will have to be there first. Yeah. But if I'm just going to start my family and like that's my option, then no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I know I had a uh, my mom has a friend. She um, used to own her own daycare, and it was three girls who used to come to daycare all the time. And the grandma just like went in the office with her one day and was like, "I am tired." Like their mom was like on drugs. She always having babies because she prostitute and not doing what she got to do. Um, and so she ended up actually adopting the three girls. The and, daycare lady? Yeah. Okay. And so she adopted three girls, and they kind of find out there were other babies, like, there were other brothers and sisters that she then had, you know, with her being on drugs and prostitution. So she couldn't adopt, because it's like maybe six or seven of them in total. Whew. So she couldn't adopt all of them, huh. so she just made sure, like... They went to a good family? She made sure that they went to a good family and that they were still connected, like, all the siblings are still close. Okay. okay. So, like... So, like, I guess, like, maybe every other week or so, they have a big something where they're all together. Oh, that's sweet. So, like, though we're, like that's we don't nice. all have the same adopted parents, but we're, we're, we know still, family. we're still legally brothers and sisters. So, right. like, we need, they, she made sure they still have that mm-hmm. connection. So. That's cute. You know, this, uh, this uh, talk about adoption, it reminds me of a, um, a boss that I used to have. He told me a story that uh, one of his old associates tried to, like, sue him for being racist and they had to take it all the way back to when he adopted his daughter. Um, like his pa- his initial paperwork, he didn't put down a preference um, for the child and he named the child Felicia. <laughs> he, by the way, he was a white man and, uh-huh. he, named, and he named the child Felicia. He named it after Felicia Rashad actually. Um, so oh, like, they, they threw uh-huh. the case out like this man can't be racist. He didn't even have a preference when he adopted his child. So Which I think I think that is so crazy Damn. though that Right? Like <laughs> if I put a preference down, like that doesn't mean that I'm gonna love another child any less. It just like that was my that my is first true. choice. Yeah, that's true. I'm not saying I won't care or love the little one. I'm just saying I'm not going to pick one up uh, first. That's right. Him. Like <laughs> Right. <laughs> Okay, so then if you had a child, if you did adopt a child that was of a different race, um, like, would you, um, like, would you educate that child on their, like, heritage? If I knew what it was, then yeah. Because I would imagine that I wouldn't want to be adopted and not know nothing about Black people and or anything just, like, you know, just nothing. But, I mean, if I know what their heritage is or where they come from. And girl, if you stuff, white... I'm trying to do my best to incorporate If you it, white, but, you don't want to know your heritage fucking with me, girl. I'm going to tell you where it is. You <laughs> bad to put us on a ship. 
but that comes with it. That's a part of your heritage. So I'm gonna tell your ass what these white people did to us. Cause and every just, time you cut up, I'm bashing so. your hair between the washer and dryer. Okay, but so this okay, so this is <laughs> this is this is what I thought about though. So like, say like, okay, I'm black, but say like I got I adopted a white baby somehow, but then I found out like through whatever 23andMe and all that other shit, like this baby has like German descent. Like, do I? like figure out like what they do in German culture and teach it to my child or do I just raise them like a nigga? I would say you raise your child the way that you want to be raised and then you incorporate whatever piece of German heritage that you feel would benefit your child. Because if it's 2% like, German, bitch, I'm not going to be saying to you German if you ain't even really for real German. Right, and I ain't finna be making German food and all that shit. Like, no, nah, you going like, it's, it's Just because you African, I mean, you finna have goat tongue in this house, bitch, I don't eat I just feel like I should. You should apply whatever would be beneficial yeah. and necessary to your child's life and lifestyle. So whatever, if it's something outside of your heritage that is different, then if it's good, of course, they incorporate it. But like, I'm not finna like convert or change religion or whatever the situation is because you got white ancestry. Like, no. yeah, I'd but, say just expose the child to you know as much as possible. Um, but not necessarily because it's, you know, their background or whatever. I think that mm-hmm. children in general should just be exposed to more anyway. So it's like, I don't care what the race is. Like, they should be exposed to I different agree. cultures yeah, and different aspects just, of the world. And I understand yeah. that we gotta, like, necessarily, necessarily go to that country, but, like, it's just in, like, I really think this is where the school system fails us because this this <laughs> Are they sleeping or what? I don't know why. Oh, um, no, but I just feel like y'all start teaching us like why y plus two equals z squared. But bitch, how do you file taxes? Like, I don't like you're not teaching us like realistic stuff. So I feel like a part of that kind of needs to happen in school. But as far as being a parent, I do think that. A lot of kids should be, you know, fluent in what's going on around the world. Yeah, I, I want to expose my kids to as much as possible, just for the simple fact when they get older, especially if I have daughters, that they're not impressed by little stuff. Like, bitch, don't yeah. don't just yeah. settle for learning Spanish. Decide to learn French or Chinese or something like that. Do something different. Everybody mm-hmm. go to Spanish class. Yeah, I feel like if the kid was from a different country, I would, if I was able to definitely go back and let them visit, like, you know, their birthplace or, you know, where the rest of their family is and all that type of stuff, just for, like, you know, cultural reasons and, like, all that other stuff. But, like, I would definitely make sure they are are exposed to as Mm -hmm. much as they can be. So then when... What? No, no, go ahead. When do you... Do you think there's, like, an age of when you kind of be like, hey, you were adopted or... So that was like my next question. Yeah, actually, like, if if the if it's not like one hundred percent clear that the yeah. child is adopted, like, bitch, you white, I'm black. But you know, <laughs> I feel like the like, earlier the better. If, if we have like black babies, like adopt black babies. Like, when do you tell your child that they're adopted, or do you ever tell them? I personally would tell them as soon as they're able to understand what that means. Uh, and so that could be three, four, or whatever. But I personally would just so they know everything from the from the beginning like there's the whole truth how you became into my life and why i got you in my life and all these type of reasons and things but i personally 
and that's yeah. only because I feel like I would want to know. Yeah. Just because I feel like I can handle that at a young age, but I will I will make sure I told my child as soon as he or she was able or old enough to understand. Right. You can't wait until they need a kidney or something. What about that's bad timing. Right. Like right. And they not a man. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> but I'm saying like as far as like it gets deep into the fact that like, do you want to meet your real mother? And, right. Like, all those things like too. when I guess that's more like a maturity. Yes. Like I guess that's when the child, do you bring it up? Be like the child bring it up. Like I want to meet my. I would give them the. I would give them the space to bring it up. Um, now I pers- I probably won't be mm-hmm. like you know. Let's go meet your real mama. But if if that was what he or she asked and said that that's what they wanted, then I would do my best to make sure that happens. But, you, uh, but um, you know, sometimes uh, with adoptions, they have like closed adoptions. Meaning, Close like, the adoption, birth parents right. don't want anything to do with the child. So, like, even if the child is like, I want to know who my parents are, they're not going to find out because it's a closed adoption. So, they're never going to know. But I will also tell them that we don't have that information or it was a closed adoption. But there are ways that you can legally and biologically find that out. So, I would tell them at that point, um, they would, I think they would have to be after age, depending on the state. Anyway, you have to be over 18. But at that point, I wouldn't stand in the way of you going to find that information out. Like, right. I wouldn't be the person that'd be like, no, you can't go find out who your real daddy or mom and all these people. Like, because to me, that's just pointless. And I feel like if I was the adopted person, I would want to know all that stuff. So I just wouldn't be the one that stand in the way of making sure that happens. Because to me, that's stupid. Like, and it's kind of selfish to me, but. So how do you feel about people that like kind of get offended in a way like like you know saying like they like I adopted you like I feel like I'm your parent like well you are my child and then like you're asking about these other people who gave you away like they get offended and like in their feelings about it. I I think that's selfish because it's a natural reaction or response to want to know where you come from so I mean, yeah, you can feel how you feel about it. And yes, you raised me and you did all this, that, and you gave me the life I have and all that type of stuff. But I still want to know, and that's not going to change it. So to me, that's just dumb. Like, you can be in your feelings, but keep them to yourself if you're going to feel like that. Right. I just feel like I would want my child to know, like, a little bit about their family history and background. Just because, like... What if the family does have, like, you know, saying a history of alcoholism or a history of high blood pressure or, you know, what I'm saying like anything like they, they might need to know so they could prevent in the future or something. Or maybe the family is like, you know, saying a, a great family now, but they just went through some struggles early on. Or God forbid your child blow up and then this random man show up and tell my son, hey, son, how you doing? Girl, the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Where did Leroy come from? <laughs> Trying to claim these millions. Right. Or if the family got millions and the child got rights to the money. So like, Right. Because then we <laughs> going to get our money. <laughs> <laughs> Remember who raised you? Remember who raised you? Right. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, so Honesty is always like a trait that people, you know, value or whatever, whatever. Um, so how honest would you like for your child to be with you? Don't tell me I'm fat. I'll put you out. Oh, child. Send it to your daddy. Um, 
this is gonna be a three part question. <laughs> well, that's that's a thing. That's kind of almost like a thing of like you raising your child and knowing, like, teaching them, like, okay, you can't say this in public, and you can't, you know, what I'm saying, like, but like, my thing is, okay, so I was thinking of it in terms of like, would you want, like, do you want your child to like keep secrets from you, like, if your child, you know, what I'm saying is gay, or if your child um, is be- beginning to be sexually active, or if your child is, like, um, I don't know, contemplating suicide, or, like, if your child was approached by a gang member or something, like, how honest would you want them to be with you? Um, it's it's all in that whole creating that boundary of friendship and parenthood. Like, yeah comfortable enough to speak to me but know that I ain't finna do no stupid shit cause I know my daddy might take my life so <laughs> like it's just that, pretty much that yeah. yeah it's just that you have to build that boundary and kind of yeah I got just yeah yeah it's natural you know yeah. as a parent you, you, you would want to help your child through like any situation that they may be going through so because parents also forget uh, yeah. that they were once they were once a child, and you can't forget that. Right, that's true. I just right. I would just want you to be as honest as you feel. Tell me whatever you feel you need to tell me, and like, but no matter what it is, we'll just deal with it after the fact. But be, I want you. I'll at least give you the space to. Be like, all right, yo, I need to talk to you, or I need to tell you something. But I mean, I'm not gonna pry for the information at the same time either. But just tell me whatever you feel comfortable telling me, and all the rest of it, it'll just fall into place. Right. So that's that's how I was thinking. Like, if you create a space and like a, a atmosphere where your child knows that, like, hey, I can come to you with this, and you're not gonna like completely freak out on me. And you're actually going to listen to what I have to say and actually, like, you know, saying talk with me about it and we figure out something. I feel like that'll keep kids from doing dumb, stupid, mm-hmm. sneaky shit. Absolutely. Um, so how honest were you with your parents growing up? Oh, girl, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> what is honesty, girl? church kid so you you know like everything was wrong so shit you don't want to say nothing because everything i'm gonna go to hell for everything i will say i will say that me as an adult realized that i had every space and opportunity and reason to be honest and open i just felt like at the time that i couldn't be so i did it and i wasn't but i mean of course going through stuff and after the fact you think about how you can handle it but like my mama is very cool and very relaxed and very chill and I can't talk to her because now I do talk to her about almost everything and she's kind of always been that way but you know being a teenager life is just dramatically different and worse than what it actually is so I felt like I couldn't talk to my mama for real for real but now I know that I'm definitely could have and she told me plenty of times even back then that I could have I just just a naturally private person so I did it and plus like 
dealing with all this gay shit, it's just like, Lord, I can't talk to nobody because ain't nobody gonna understand right. that she's actually gay. So it's just like, it was a whole, it was just the whole conniption and the drama of being like a young black boy and not knowing what the hell is going on and how to deal with stuff. So right. I was just more reserved in that sense. But like, now I know I could have, I definitely could have talked to her. I probably should have talked to her about some stuff back then, but you know, you don't think about that until after the fact. Right. Yeah. Right. I, um, I talked to my mom about a lot growing up, like, um, you know, why I didn't talk to her about decisions that I made until like after I feel like it was a mistake <laughs> and how, and I, and I wanted her advice and stuff <laughs> like that um, on how I should move forward. But, um, but yeah, I could talk to her pretty much about everything. Right. Same here. Same. Cause there were times where I did stuff and then after the shit hit the fan and my mom found out, she was like, right. why you didn't just talk to me? Like, why you didn't just come to me? And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, damn. Yeah. But that's also, sometimes it's because the parent did not make me feel like I could talk. Like, you didn't but open see, that. Okay. Well, I know for me, my mom has never made me feel like I could not talk to her. Okay. I just, for some reason, felt like I could. Just didn't. Yeah, I just didn't. I, I, can, I can relate. That's the same thing. Right. Like, she never gave me a reason to say or, like, a reason to why I couldn't. It's just, like, I just didn't. And it was... It was just something, like, and I, don't I feel know like why. some things, like at a certain age, like some things, you just feel like I can handle this on my own. Yeah, and you don't want to like reach out for advice or help or whatever, and then shit go left, and you be like, "Well, damn." And so then, like, you you realize, like, maybe I should have talked to my my parents. And it's it. even worse when you actually got to finally go, because then you'd be like, damn, now I'm there. Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, have you ever felt pressured by your parents to be perfect? Yes. yes. Absolutely. I'm the oldest, so... That's like a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week pressure, even being an adult and away from a home. So, yes. Yeah, for me, like, uh, growing up, like, I, I made straight A's, uh, well, majority of the time. Um, you know, so that just became her idea of me. Yeah, she yeah she expected it all like the time. Like um, So she used to brag on me, like, all the time. It was It had gotten to the point where, like, I wanted to you know disprove or whatever like no i'm not perfect stop saying it you know so uh, let me tell you all the stuff i've done (laughs) (laughs) see i told you so um no my okay i don't i can't speak for my mom but on my dad's side i just like i had to be perfect but he kind of almost made us i think he unintentionally made us feel like we got to get it together for the bitch. We ain't shit. Like, in the sense of, like, wow. Oh, okay. what is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh um, Somebody moving furniture. Okay. Um, no, no, but, like, his best friend, bad. his best friend and their family was, like, kind of, like, well off as far as, like, money financially. Uh-huh. And, like, all their kids went to college and one of them knew, like, four different languages and got a job for a set of college, a corner office. You know, like, Right. They had they kinda had that, that lifestyle and then one of my other friends, like they always had their stuff together, like always in sports and the top in their class and all this like that. And so he would always say it. He would always like, you know, 
oh, Destiny did this, and, and Lil Joe did this, and Lil Fetty did this, and Ashley did this. And it's like, well, bitch, that ain't happening over here, so what you telling us for? Like, we don't have that kind of money to do that. So I don't know why you're telling me that. Like, oh, someone was taking the class in, in, in Spain for the year. Well, bitch, you never sent me to Spain, so therefore, what are you telling me for? But I kind of felt like, why are you telling us this when we can't do that? So it's almost like there was more of a jealousy that was built. I don't think he was doing it intentionally. Maybe he was just happy for his friends, but it kind of came up like they're better than us. So then that made you jealous? Um, I don't want to say it made me jealous. It was more so like I don't care. Like, tell it, like it kind of got annoyed. Like, mm. sure. Like, well, bitch, I don't even, I don't, I don't like sports anyway. So I don't care that he's the top of his league or whatever. Or, you know, like, right. Stop telling me that shit. I don't know. It, it was, yeah, it wasn't more of, it was more of like a, I felt like he was kind of making us realize, like, bitch, we, ain't, we don't have that life. Okay. You know? I can see that. But, yeah. Um, I never felt pressure to be perfect. Um, for the most part, like, my, for my, speaking for my mom, my mom was more so the parent, like, you know, like, she was very nurturing. So she was like, you know, whatever you want to do, like, I'll support you. Um, I just want you to be a good kid. Like, you, do what you're supposed to do. Like, don't slack off, but do what you're supposed to do. So that was that was very nice. I didn't feel, like, pressure, pressure. My dad, though, I didn't feel pressure to be perfect, like, as far as, like, school-wise from him. Like, he always, you know, was proud of me of that. I felt pressure when it came to, like... <clears throat> I guess, like, athletics mm-hmm. and being kind of, like, I guess, manly, if you will. Right. So, like, I always felt like, okay, well, I can't do certain things because I don't want to disappoint. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't want to, like, dis- disappoint or whatever. So I felt, like, kind of, I guess, pressured that way. But I don't think it was, like, I don't think it was, like, too bad. Like, so I feel like some people have, like, really bad pressure from their parents. Which causes them to do like crazy shit, right? And a lot of parents pressure their kids out of fear of like, I don't want you to be like me, or I don't want you to go through what I go through or what through what I went through as a child. Right. So like pressure them. The intentions are good. The actions behind it are bad. If that makes sense, right? And I feel like sometimes we might feel pressure, like it's like self-inflicted. Yeah. Like, we think that's what our parents want, or we think, like, because they said one thing, like, then we think, okay, now I have to switch up everything, like, because that's what they want, when they were just, like, mentioning some shit, just right. because. Um, so, yeah. I gotcha. Anywho, anybody else have any thoughts on that? Oh, no, I pretty much agree. Yes, um, me too. everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, <laughs> So, switching gears a little bit, like, moving away from, I guess, parenting. So, another thing in the show that is, I guess, discussed or um, brought up is, like, race. Mm -hmm. Um, So, one of my questions is, uh, do you think that themed parties um, about, like, another heritage or culture, like, that's not your own, do you think that's racist? Um, it depends on, I think it depends on how deep you go with it. Like, for me, like, if I was to have, like, a toga party or something, like, I just love the costume. 
Right. So like it's more like I just like let's have you get creative with this costume. It's nothing to like offend the actual culture. I just want to like have fun in this costume because it's cute. Right. For me, anyway. Like I don't know. It's almost like I can't have a fur party because is that like offensive to dogs? <laughs> like, or is that offensive to bears? I don't know. Like, oh my god, it's just fur. I know, but I'm saying like, okay, so case in point, like you know, um, did you ever watch the show Dear White People or saw the movie Dear White People? I saw the show. Okay, so you know, like it started that whole thing started because like the white kids had those blackface parties. Now that's racist. That's wrong. So that's but I'm saying like that's a themed party though. Like come as your favorite rapper or come as like And you can do that, but you're not gonna paint your face black. Okay, 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 okay. So say a bunch of white people were having a party and it was like African American themed and they all brought like watermelon <laughs> and fried chicken. Okay, now that's and... that's now that's wrong. That, that that's wrong. But it's a themed party. <sighs> <sighs> There are guidelines. No, that's no, that's racist because you think about all you think about black people is watermelon and fucking fried and chicken. I hate so watermelon, you tried it, though. and you, and exactly, I hate watermelon too. So you tried it, and you purposely being race racist, like that's first bullshit. All, yes, it's a theme a party, party. but why you need watermelon and fucking fried chicken to emulate black people, bitch? No, that's racism, and I'm gonna beat your ass if I see it. So straight up, but, clearing the room. Because you, you, but you know where I got this from. Because the lady had the, the fortune cookies at the child's right. birthday now, party. I don't think now in the case of the show and where you got the source of it, I don't think that in itself was racist because she just was ill-informed anyway. But <laughs> and and she didn't have any malice intention behind it. She just thought, I mean, she Asian, so fortune cookie. Yeah, that part was. But nonetheless, I don't think as a whole it was racist. But, like, has she pulled up with the fortune cookies and then the fans and the uh, all this shit from across Asian culture, not even knowing exactly where the baby was from anyway, what country or what nationality she is. Right. But if you just throw all this Asian shit and then you come in there with white paint on your face and you dress like a geisha and all this shit, samurai <laughs> swords everywhere, then, yes, that's racist, bitch. Like, you're doing the absolute most. So, like, it's just, it's levels to it, like... <laughs> Yeah, there. Yeah, it's a it's a whole. There's a whole level situation, and there's like boundaries to what lines. There's just certain things like if you're white, you're not gonna have an African American theme party. That's stupid as fuck. Let's start there. If you want to have like a, but see then, it's, but okay, but okay. So then, okay, so okay, so, so then this. So when I was in high school, my dance teacher was a white lady. Yeah, but. When she was in college or whatever, in her master's program, she did a study abroad in Africa. Okay. So she learned like a bunch of like African dances and like, you know, was there with African people or whatever. So like, what if she Mm -hmm. wanted to have like a party at her house and like wanted everybody to like, you know, dress in African attire? Long as you're educating the people, long as it's the attire, just don't. Right. What are we dressing in the attire for? What's the purpose of us coming to this function in the attire? Like, why? Okay. Like, if she's gonna educate the people, or you know, bring things of the culture that are realistically like, I want you guys to experience what I experienced. You know, what I'm saying like a little bit. Like, I'm trying to bring a little bit of this here, so you guys feel like you know my people can experience this. I thought it was cool. Okay. 
But if y'all walk in here in in the geesh and you paint it black and you in here da blah blah, blah and all that, <laughs> bitch, we're gonna have an issue. Yeah. So it's just it's just about boundaries and the mission or the the heart behind it. But there's just also even if you have a even if you have like your intentions are pure. There are just certain things you just cannot do. So then do you think that sometimes like people of other races can be like oblivious to their racism? Yeah, it happens all the time. Um, it it like they just do racist shit and don't think yeah, it's racist. Like especially when it comes to like black people's feel, hair and stuff yeah. like that. Um just touching it and you know yeah i, I don't know it's i i see it i think it, it there's a whole thing of like who you surround yourself around and because i do believe that some people like for some things like i was watching that show the new show with uh eureka bob the drag queen and shangela uh-huh we're here we're here on youtube and i'm on youtube on hbo and they, he was talking to a white guy. Eureka was talking to a white guy. and Oh, when he was like, uh, he there's was, colored people. Yeah, but he wasn't trying to be a... You could say he wasn't going to be a... He was trying to find a way to say black people without, like... Right. And so he said colored people, but he genuinely did not know, like... People don't say colored people. Yeah, no like, I didn't think that that was wrong because that's what I've heard. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, until you know better, you can't do better. But then there are certain... It, it is... There's... There's boundaries and there's limits and there's like there's so right, much but so then some people would it. argue that there's a lot of ways to get information nowadays, like Absolutely. TV, um, books, internet, uh, YouTube, Instagram. Like, there's so many ways that people get information and news, and it's like, how can somebody be so oblivious to? what's going on around But then also some people need like reasoning. Like you can say, oh, that's homophobic. Okay, sure, you done said it. Now tell me why that was homophobic so that it makes sense to me. Because you can just say that was racist and people are like, okay, but what was racist about it? You can't just be like, oh, you can't like, you can't go to a white person and say, don't say nigga, but then why you can't say nigga? If they don't already understand it. Right. Like if you go to a small hole in the wall backwoods country city, like you can't like tell me why I can't say this, and that's what I'm doing. Yeah, another way, um, pe- like just in the moment, um, people just trying to relate, <laughs> they'll they'll end up saying something racist without even knowing it, or or asking you, do you know right. somebody? Right. You know that there's no way that you could possibly know them, but just you know, I know two black people. Besides you, do you know them? You know, basically. Right. Like how people do, well, people do it with gay people. Like, they do it with a lot of different uh, cultures and stuff, so. True, true, true. Um, because I was watching, uh, what was I watching? Oh, it was a documentary um, from Chelsea Handler. You know uh, Chelsea Handler? Should I? Oh, I mean, she was a talk show host, uh, like late night. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I do, I do. She's a comedian, so she had like a documentary thing on, um, on Netflix, I believe it was. I think so, um, where she was talking about like white privilege and stuff like that, and so she went to Orange County, California, 
And she was like talking to these ladies and like literally just, like just hearing them talk. I'm like, how are these ladies? Like all of them are college educated. All of them like work in politics and all of a sudden third. And I'm like, how are y'all this oblivious to like black people's experience? But then I'm like, if they live in Orange County where there's not really black people and they grew up in this area, it's like, how would they ever talk to or be around black people to know their experience. So then, I mean, I guess I could see how people could be very oblivious to it, but then it's just like, you ain't That's seen funny. nothing, like nothing. Oh yeah, like you just ain't experienced like nothing at all. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's crazy to me. Um, do you think that people are overly sensitive when it comes to race? Like, do you think that people just be like tripping about it and they shouldn't be? Or, like, do you think, like, it's the appropriate amount of, like, outrage and, like, disgust? I think everybody's beliefs are different because I'm at this point now where, like, I just feel like I can't be out here telling white people what not to do if we... It's almost like that whole method of, or that whole thing, like, sleep on your front porch before you sleep on the mind or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. we're so, like, you know, Black Lives Matter and stop killing us or whatever, but, like, we're literally doing these same things to ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I just kind of be, sometimes I'd be, like, in this place where it's, like, I'm not going to go out here and rally and protest when we're not even, like, getting us together first. Right, right. So, I mean, the ones who want to do that, sure, I don't, it can become annoying. Some people are too woke for me. No, I can get Some that. people are a bit too woke, that. and it's like, girl, like, simmer down. Because just the same as, like, there are some people, like, in the church that are, like, hella churchy, and, like, everything is a scripture, and everything is, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everything got to relate back to, to God, and you like, okay, sis, I get it. Right. So I feel like there are some people that, like, anything you you say or do, like, it's going to relate back to, you know, the man keeping us down or like, you know, like it's, it's, it's it can be a bit uh, much mm-hmm. at times. Right. On those same lines, I don't know. I just feel like you just have to be open-minded and think about where people come from. Um, like, I don't know if I, if I hear young white girls calling cornrows rapper braids or whatever Kim Kardashian called them, like, I'm not going to, Boxer brace. Yeah, I'm not gonna oh, get mad at brace. them or right. anything like that. So yeah, I can. Yeah, there's a such thing as being like too woke. I think that was the question. Um. Yeah. So the question was like, um, I don't tell you, you weren't here for it, but the question was, um, do you think that sometimes people get oh, overly yeah, sensitive when it comes to race? You can just scroll the internet and see that every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. Cause Twitter be <laughs> Twitter be lit up. Oh my god! Speaking of Twitter, there was a post that this guy put up. It was like four black girls standing in a row. I mean, no, four white girls standing in a row, and they had cute little shapes on them or whatever. Um, and his caption was like, "Black girls could never." Ooh. But he was a black man, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" I was so confused. I was so confused. I was like, oh. do you hate black women? Yeah, that sounds weird. It was really weird. Do you think that race fa- plays a factor when it comes to, like, the law as far as, like, how people are convicted and charged? Of course, yes. Yeah. 
I just don't understand it. Like, I just don't understand why it's almost like they act like it's like not on purpose, but it is on purpose. Like, I'm, I'd be so confused. I just, I just do the rules that <laughs> way, so I have to be a part of this. I just don't want no issues. Right. Literally. Literally. Have you guys ever been like out somewhere, like doing something, and seen police and kind of got like scared? When like, when we was worried, driving through like, Mississippi to Veronica, oh, Lord. Yeah. now granted that was that didn't involve oh police, my god, it definitely reminded me of nothing but racism and being hanged or like whatever the fuck out there driving past cotton fields and stuff. So definitely yeah, and all those Confederate flags, right? Like definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just simply being on the interstate, I could be uh, going the speed limit, but I see a state trooper, uh-huh. and I will, I will slow down. <laughs> it's just, it's just in, in me or in us. I don't know. Like we just, just. I realize that my mom gets like if I tell her something like that, she gets real like. You can feel like the the nervous energy or like anxiety. the fear. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I know that me and Ashton, we were out somewhere and like we were walking down a sidewalk and like three cop cars like kind of like pulled up and they like parked and he literally was like, okay, we got to go a different way. And I was like, what? And he was literally like almost having like a, a panic attack. Uh-huh. Like he he started like breathing heavy and I was like, oh my God, like he's really about to like break down. Right. So we had to like go a different route that we were walking. And I'm like, I think that's like hella crazy that people go through those types of like emotions right. when the law is supposed to protect everyone. But obviously it doesn't. So true. Um has everybody here heard about the the <laughs> the term caroning? No. Why are you guys laughing? <laughs> no. <laughs> so there's been this like I guess like uproar in the the white women community because people have been like calling them Karen, like dismissing them like, okay, Karen, or here she go being Karen again. So like they've been like mad about it and they've equated it to like a slur. Like they're saying like it's a slur, like a racial slur or like a a stereotype or something like that. Well, I mean, it is a stereotype, I guess, but it's, they're saying it like it's, um, like, they're they're almost equating it to, like, being called a nigga. Well, you know, people also make it seem like white people can't be offended. But to be offended by that, and to equate it as being called a nigga, like, what? Right. Oh, no, I mean, yeah, true. I like, because that's me saying Karen or calling you Becky is not the same so, as just being be, called a nigga or a nigger. Like, it's not the same. Absolutely. Right. Or me being called a faggot or even being called sissy. I guess. I don't know. I, I can't answer that question because I'm not her. <laughs> You're so, not Karen. I'm not Karen or Becky. So I looked up the, um, I looked up the definition because uh-huh. there's actually like a definition for Karen. Oh, okay. Um, it says that it's a mocking slang term for an entitled, obnoxious, middle-aged white woman. Well, I guess you only offended if you feel like you're not obnoxious and, and all that. But if you're out here calling the cops on uh, black people when you don't need to, you're obnoxious, bitch. This is true. 
if you all up in my business when you shouldn't be because it ain't got shit to do with you, back up, Karen. This is true. But I mean, now that's the equivalent of being called ghetto. I feel like Karen is the equivalent of being called ghetto. Okay. And somebody who would be offended by being called ghetto when they're like, I don't walk out the house with my pajamas <laughs> and my wife being on with her bra in my, in my bonnet. I don't do that. But if you did and somebody called you ghetto, like, don't be offended, bitch, because you're out here in your fucking bonnet. Now, true. But if I'm not... But that's what I'm saying. You don't know me calling people, But people aren't being called Karen just out of, out of the blue. Like, you'd have to do something to be called Karen. Sometimes. What do you mean sometimes? I mean, I've been called a faggot. I was sitting there minding my business. So I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to stop there. I'm, I'm just like, you know. He's got a point. Because <laughs> Dom is just tired. I hear it already. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> but there's bad points are being made. <laughs> points, points are being made. I mean, to be made. You know, I feel like you only offended if either you offended because it's true or you offended because it ain't you. So once you establish that, then I mean, yeah, yeah, then what's the issue I right so, yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> moving on from <laughs> that, right? <laughs> moving on from that, we're gonna switch switch gears again. Um, when it comes to love, if you knew that someone liked, wait a minute, hold on. if you knew that someone liked you. But you like like their sibling or their cousin. Man, I've been there too like many how times. would you handle that? Um <laughs> before I just like, you know, let it play out. But <laughs> the last time that happened I was honest and that almost backfired, but I ended up getting what I wanted anyway, so it was fine. I would be <laughs> straight up and honest because I mean okay. ain't no point in wasting nobody time and you might as well just go for what you know and shoot the shot the best way you can so but what if that somebody that liked you like y'all were friends i mean i can't control you liking me i mean that ain't got nothing to do with me like for real for real you um i mean i'm flattered but like if i don't (laughs) feel the same way i just don't feel the same way and that's unfortunate for both of us i guess but more so you i mean i can't do nothing about that so like if i'm honest with you and tell you straight up like no i actually like your cousin a little bit more than i like you so i mean it sucks, but I would rather somebody say that to me than string me along or make me feel like at you liking me back and all that type of stuff. Like, nah, I ain't got time for that. But can I still be your friend? But how can you can you realistically? It depends on, on how much you like, like them, though. Because if I told somebody that I I like them and they like you know I don't feel that type of way. If I'm not that deep in it, I probably could. But if I'm like in love with you, then like, no, nah, we can't be friends because I'm in love with y'all ass. So like. It just depends on how deep into it it is. Yeah, I, guess. I was thinking that too. It just depends on the level of involvement. Because if I just got a little crush, then I'll probably get over it. But if I'm head okay. over heels, then I don't want to see your ass if I can't have you the way I want you. Okay. True, true, true. True, true, How would you react if your spouse went to a different state for a quote-unquote work trip but ended up having mm-hmm. dinner with their ex? Right. If I find out about it after the fact, then we got an issue. Yeah, well, we got an issue if I found out before. Okay. (laughs) So. (laughs) 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 
shit all the way around. So, because it just depends on everything. Like, first of all, tell me straight up why y'all meeting so, up, why you feel you need to go to dinner, all that shit. But it just depends on the type of relationship they have too. Like, if y'all are really good friends after y'all broken up, then I probably wouldn't have no issue with that. But if this some random ex that you ain't talked to in six years, and then all of a sudden y'all need to meet and have dinner, and it's like for what, like. I'm coming too, like. <laughs> Especially if right, you don't like, spend some money on this dinner date, okay? Y'all going to fancy restaurants and shit. You <laughs> so yeah, it just depends. It would depends on the circumstances, the level of friendship they have. If I even know about the ex or know the ex. Like, you know, if they still, how long ago it was when they broke up. It's everything. Like, it's it's the whole list. Like, it's everything. Yeah, y'all linking up now. Right. Like, how long have y'all been talking? Right, and why can't I come? Like, what you talking about? Like, I don't get it. So, yeah. I w- right, I would have many questions. Who hit who what up first? Think about like, why? Right. Like, it, I would have many questions. But it also just depends on the type of relationship. Because if you just tell me that straight up and... I know I ain't got nothing to worry about, then yeah, go ahead. Have fun. Bring me something back. But outside of that, then we got an issue. Right. No, I can agree on that. I can agree on that. Um, is there anything that your family members could do to make you not love them anymore? Love them? That's strong. No, not fuck with you. I can, I can not fuck with you forever and still love you. Okay. I can literally, I can literally not talk to you another day in my life. But if something happened, I'm gonna say, you know what, you ain't gonna. Not- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I like me right now. I don't talk to any of my family. I don't. That don't mean I don't hate them. No, that doesn't mean that I hate them. We just don't talk. We have our differences. But do you still love them? I mean, sure. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I ain't never like not. I don't know not to love them. I mean, they. That's my aunt and my uncle or whatever. Like, we just don't talk. Mm, it depends. Okay. But if I see you, I can say hello. I mean, I ain't never been in no situation where like somebody. Now I've had a cousin overreact. I sent her a picture of me in drag, and she overreacted where like really turned me off, and now we don't talk for real. What did she say? Mm-hmm. And at one point, she was like my quote unquote favorite quote favorite cousin. She was real like she like I sent her the picture. She called. Oh, out, what wow. is going on? Oh, bitch. Are you transitioning? <laughs> are you the new um? Are you the new um? What's what's the what's the Kardashian oh, Jenner? Are you Jenner. The, are you the new Caitlyn Jenner? Oh. Like what is going on? Like it was so much. I was like, first of all, hello, how are you? Oh jeez, <laughs> right, girl, calm down. Like let's start there. It was so like it turned me off because it's like the reaction was so much. But I don't hate her. I just, I we don't talk no more. If you're going to do that, I don't want it to happen again. Okay. Now, you ain't going to call her no dog ass, <laughs> flat back, no ass, having ass hoe. I can, but you ain't. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If you're a, a decent uh-huh. human being, like, then I can deal with you. But if you're not, and I've witnessed your, your tendencies, of being shady like all the time like yeah I can't I can't deal with you yeah I don't know exactly what it is that would have to be done for me to just be like you know 
anti you or not love your ass no more, but I'm not above it. Like, it's not nothing that's impossible. Like, family member can very much, at least me, I like, can definitely be I've like, you know, people, I don't fuck with your ass no more. So, mm-hmm. but I've heard of people like this one guy, he blamed himself. He found a letter on that, like, his dad mm-hmm. was like molesting one of his cousins. Mm. And so he took it to heart because he was like, that was my favorite cousin. I wish I could have been there for, I think it was a him or I forgot what it was. Mm-hmm. But I wish I could have been there for them to like save them and help them. In that case, that's when we start questioning like, bitch, you was out here mm-hmm. really, you know, like doing some dirty foul stuff. Right. So, so you- that's when, but like just some simple ass, I, I don't, mm, love is a strong word and a strong feeling. So, because like, what if what if that person, what if that uncle or whatever, like, what if he has like a serious problem? Like, <clears throat> do you just like be like, I don't fuck with him, or do we be like, okay, we need to mm. do this? And it it just depends, because I mean, it depends on how close to, to the edge I am, really, <laughs> or what you've done. Like, it also depends on the. The maturity yeah. of how you able because sometimes able to I mean, and it depends on the person to be honest. Because some people just do shit just to do shit, and I could be, but you can do a million more things, and at that point, I like I'm done. Like I don't even care no more. So like, just do what the fuck you do, or what it is, what it is. But it just depends on the circumstance and all that type of stuff. Because I've had situations in our family where we'd be like, okay, we got to come together and help this motherfucker, or it's like, okay, fuck that bitch, like just let her ass be. So it just. It just depends. Family? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> no shade. Okay. Now I'm not gonna lie though. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna lie though. So my dad's older brother, like he's like, he's like the life of the party basically, but he's also, I've heard from my dad, like I've heard him say it that my uncle, because he's the oldest, like, he's the favorite. Yeah. Or whatever. So, like, this nigga could go burn somebody's house down and my grandparents would be like, you know what? It's okay, because he's just going through something <laughs> right now. Like, they... Girl, please. Right. <laughs> so then, like, on my dad's standpoint, it's like, no, nah, that, that nigga crazy. Like, y'all need to stop enabling him or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then, it's like, at, at some point, my dad just, like, gave up. Like, I don't fuck with him. Like, I don't want to talk to him. Like, if something were to happen, like, he need help, he get in trouble, y'all deal with that. Like, fuck that nigga. But so, that but I get... Him, I, no, I don't think that... It, I don't think that meant he didn't love him, but I see where Tanya's saying, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can either come together and help you, or we could be like, nah, fuck that bitch. Because it's like, at what point do you Yeah, and I say that to, like, as, as a standpoint deal of mess. dealing with the mess mm-hmm. over and over again, especially in my family. Like, it's got to a point where we literally just had to tell my right. mom, like, girl, either you won't come around or you're not. Like, either you're going to be sober or you're not. Either you're going to be in the family or you're not. And she chose not to. So we was like, all right, girl, deuces. So it was like that type of thing. Yeah, like, it was like that type of thing. So love but you, but it's just situational, like I said before, and you know. Cause yes, also you loving somebody, you kinda gotta do mm-hmm. what's best for you. Like I love you enough to let your ass go. Right. So And okay. so then loving them letting them go doesn't mean that you love them any less. No, it's just 
I love you enough to keep putting my I love you and myself Correct. enough not Correct. to keep putting myself through this or putting us all through this. Right. He's not gonna keep come up in here and keep stealing the fucking microwave every time you come Thanksgiving. Like because <laughs> you're trying to get some crap. Trying to offer the v, like trying to offer the VS the, uh, the VHS and the v, the VCR. You're not doing that every time you come up here. I get it. Okay. Well, that's all the questions I have. Yes. Guilty. Absolutely. I still I mean, have I ain't gonna lie. Or, I maybe, or maybe two, but definitely one. <laughs> I only have one. She used to come Thanksgiving with a red French dress on and cowboy boots. I never forget that shit. And she warm them up with potato salad. A red, you said she warmed red, up her potato salad. I never forget that. She always do. Every time my auntie made oh, her, she put. Okay. A, I'm gonna just put mine in the microwave for about 15 seconds because she don't like it cold. Oh, what her hair looked like? Because I just imagined broke like, off locks. Oh, uh, because I I was just imagining like uh, Alfre Woodard and Holiday Hart. It wasn't. It was. She never came with a bad wig. She just had. It was. Oh, okay. I think she got to be together now. I think. All right. Anyway, but yeah. Thank All you. right, well. Thank you. Thank you guys for joining us. On Once this again, another episode of Quarantine <laughs> Thank you for having me. Okay. I Never said thank you for having me. Anytime. Oh, no. some people. <laughs> um, so, yes. All right, well, anyway, um, I am Trey Vars, and you can follow me at the real Trey Vars on Instagram and Princess Carter. Um, I am Dominic, and you can follow me at underscore Dami Boy underscore. You can follow us both on the Peach Tea Podcast on Instagram. Um, yeah, you can't follow Tammy, and yeah, you can follow me. <laughs> hey, I was in the bio. All right. So. <laughs> All my platforms yes. are so, um, to her Instagram. Yeah, with that being said, it's cute. Follow only fans, yes, absolutely. Only fans, all that. So, um, listen, I've been wanting to make like a few TikTok videos, but what? I feel kind of insecure because I feel like I'm. Too I mean, old. that's definitely oh, not our age. Oh, really? That's you know what we're young, young kids. Like... First of all, who is, who is <laughs> washing dishes or scrubbing? Washing dishes <laughs> or putting water in a hot pot? Not putting water in a hot pot. You know how you put a. You know how you. Take a, a, a pot and put it in like under the same sizzler. <laughs> like you in the kitchen with something in. Like, my dumb ass washed the hot pot while they're talking about, why it's so hot? The pot is still hot, sir. Oh my God. Anyway, um, bye. It was. Yeah, right. It was cute. Alrighty. Alright, y'all. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Right. Until we meet again.